This morning we are going to look at the title this morning, God Knows What He Is Doing. God is aware. God is very aware. God's not caught off, off guard of what's going on today. And not only worldwide, but whatever's going on in your life. God is aware. God's at work. God's moving. Just keep trusting Him. We're going to look at in the book of Philippians chapter 1, the first book of Philippians. This is a prison epistle. This is written by Paul from prison. He's going through a test. He's going through a trial. And when, we, when things, like, things happen to us, the first thing is that comes to your mind, if you're like me, I'll just be honest. God, do you see what's going on? God, are you aware of what's going on? Do you see what's happening to me, God? And so that's no doubt. Uh, Paul, it keeps going through things, and we know that he... Every time, but you know what the thing that, that we're going to see that's happened at this point in his life is that he's learned that whatever state he's in, therewith he's content, he understands God, every detail of his life, God's got it under control, and he's learned to trust him. And so he encourages us today with these words to let us know God knows what he's doing. Philippians chapter 1, we're going to look at 12 through 18. If you've got the Bible there, if you've got the Word and you can stand, go ahead. And, if, you, and if, uh, if not, that's fine. But it says, verse 12, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me, this, this term right here is only used one time in Scripture, have fallen out, rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. Verse 13, So that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident in, uh, of my bonds, or by my bonds, are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The one preached Christ of contention, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. What then? Notwithstanding every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and therein I do rejoice, yea, and will rejoice. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word. I thank you, Lord, that these words are true, not just for Paul, but God, they're true to our own hearts and lives today. God, to know that you know what you're doing. God, everything you do is perfect. Everything you do is planned. Everything you do is calculated. God, and Lord, you're going to move and do mighty things in our life if we just keep trusting in you. Let us not give up. Let us not be discouraged, but let us trust in you. In Jesus' name, amen. God knows what he is doing. God knows what he is doing in every single situation. Don't let yourself believe, yeah, but not what I'm going through. No, that's not true. God does know exactly what you're going through. Paul is writing this letter to some friends, a church that he dearly beloves. Probably 10 years before he walks into this city and he finds a group of people praying by the riverside. And Lydia was one of the first ones. And she's the, probably his first convert. In fact, she's probably the first convert in all of Europe. And they trust God and they become close friends. And even here in this epistle, when he's writing from prison, they have just sent a gift to him to encourage him. These friends, these Philippians. And he wants to let them know because he knows they probably sent the word, Paul, we're praying. Paul, hang in there. God, Paul, I know you're going to be okay. Just keep trusting God. And so Paul's trying to give the word back. Hey, 
Hey, let me tell you something. You, this first verse here, it, it's such an encouraging thing because he says here, I, I want you to know you don't need to be troubled, don't need to be worried because this thing has fallen out. This, the way this thing's turned out, it's, gonna, it's God's going to receive the glory. Let me tell you something. Uh, we need to trust and, uh, and that God knows exactly what he's doing in our life. If not, if we feel like we're on our own, if we feel like, as Paul said, if, if, listen, if God's not on the throne, if God's not in control of my life, if this is all there is, man, I'm a mo- I am the most miserable man on earth because if this is all there is, but we can trust that God not only knows, but He's at work in our lives. He's at work in our lives. We're even going to see Him after a while. He's at work even when you make mistakes. God is able to work and move in your life. And that's a wonderful thing. It's good that we don't make one mistake and God say, well, you're out of my plan. You're out of, forget you. You're done. You had your chance. No, God just keeps working and moving and stirring and working and trying to work His will in our life. Let me, I was just thinking about the troubles we face. The enemy has got a plan. The enemy has got a plan. He wants to destroy you. I, was, I come up with all these D's. It's not even part of my points this morning. When Satan hits you with a problem, first he wants you to doubt. That's what he wants you to do. He wants you to doubt. Doubt who? Doubt. We already doubt ourselves. Doubt God. Oh, you don't know what you're doing, God. And he wants also, his plan is for you to be discouraged. There's another D. He wants to discourage you. Oh, oh, I, I, woe is me. Woe is me. And then he wants to distract you. He wants to distract you from what I need to preach these, these points right here. These are good ones now that I think about. It. He needs to distract you from God's planning. He wants to distract you from what God's doing in your life. Figure out what's working in your life. You know what it is? He wants to, he wants to disappoint you. He wants to disappoint you that, that, uh, that God's not what he said he was. God's not faithful to me. He wants to disappoint you. Well, the things ain't going to work out well for me. He wants to disappoint. And he also wants you to distrust. He wants you to believe, well, I, I need to trust in myself. I, I can't trust God because evidently he ain't going to come through for me. And you know what the last word is? He wants to ultimately defeat you. That's what he wants to do. That's his plan. So each one of you, you may be thinking, I'm going through some things. You may be thinking, I've been going through some things, and, and I'm concerned, and, I, and I'm, I'm troubled about it. But the enemy wants to take those things, and yes, his plan, the reason they're coming against you, is his will is to destroy you and defeat you. I, that's another day, destroy. Destroy you, and that's what he's trying to do. But at the exact same time, as he's doing that, God says, hang on. I'm not done yet. <laughs> I'm not done yet. You don't need to give up because I'm not done yet. You, you see, I'm working. I'm right here. I'm very present in the time of trouble. I'm not done yet. You can put your confidence and faith in me. So we can see Paul's already got this. Paul's got this T-shirt. He understands what God's doing. He knows because he's seen him through all these things that he's went through. He's seen every one of them turned out for his good. God's working in every single one of them. And so he's not discouraged, but he's trying to encourage those believers. Hang in there. Trust God. Hey, let me tell you what God's doing. And so to encourage them. This morning, we're going to look at three things, just three things that we can know and we can trust God even when we're going through these circumstances that God is at work. Number one, God's working everything in your life to bring himself glory. God's ultimate plan before you were even born was to bring himself. In verse 12, it says here, But I would ye should understand, brethren, that the things. I want you to clearly know. Everybody know. Yeah, you're worried about me, and I'm in prison. And I'm going through, and you're worried about what's going on. But let me tell you something. Don't worry, because every detail of what's going on is, has fallen out. This word, fallen out, almost, it's a very common word. And it's almost every time is translated to the word, 
to come. It, it is right. It's like you arrived. It's like when you get to your final destination. When you finally get, you get in the car. When are we going to get there? Where are we going? Whatever. And you don't know until you finally pull in. You get to see where you've been heading the whole time. And so Paul is saying, hey, when this thing finally arrived, it looked like that you may be troubled and I was troubled because it looked like that Lord it didn't know what he was doing. But when it finally, we finally arrived at the destination, I got to see that God's hand was involved the entire time. Hey, I'm trying to tell you right here. He says, when I finally arrived, when it finally arrived, he says it's, it has turned out to be that this thing has happened to further the gospel. There is things in your life, believe it or not, that you're going through. And it seems like the biggest trial you've ever been through. And God is saying, if you just trust me, if you just hang in there, I'm going to be able to lift my own name up because I'm going to let people see what I'm doing through you. It's not going to be you. You can't be the one to do it. But when I do the work in you, when I bring you through this, when others see what I'm doing in your life, it's not going to bring you glory. It's going to bring me glory. They're going to see what I'm doing, and I'm going to promote, I'm going to move the gospel. I'm going to let people see. Let me tell you something. If there's anything that we've been through right in this last little bit, we need to realize that this thing that we've just been going through is for nothing else. For If anything else doesn't happen, I can tell you there's been more people looking to God than ever before. In your lifetime, there's been more people hungering for God. And in fact, I looked at a survey I uh, was trying to find out how, how many more people. And there's been hundreds of thousands of more broadcasts. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord we already had ours going. It wasn't, it wasn't any extra effort. Uh, but there's a lot of people scrambling. All of a sudden, people are interested in the things of God. People are looking. They're searching. They're home. And they're saying, what's going on? They know. All you got to do is look at how quickly things change. And people are realizing time is short. They realize what grandma told them. What grandpa, mom and dad told them is coming. Time is coming short. We can see the end times coming. And we can see that. And all of a sudden, people says, well, what? Who, I need to hear them. I need to know what's going on. And they're looking for church service. They're looking for the Word of God. And the Word of God's going out more than ever in our lifetime it's going out across the world faster than any other time and so we can realize God knows what he's doing and God's on the throne so it says here when you when this thing has arrived God is the one's getting the glory because he's working it out for good number one we see that Paul's what does he say how's it working out Paul's imprisonment promoted the gospel it says in 13 it says so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and the other places. Now you think about this. The reason Paul is in prison is because the Roman government has put him in jail for preaching the gospel. What's the outcome of this? He's sitting there. Now he's in a rented house that he's paying for. And of course these offerings that's coming, it's going to help him. He's, a, he's in a home imprisonment and he's in his own place. But the government has got every hour... Every six hours, they chain another Roman guard to the elite's Roman guards is chained to his wrist. And guess what? He's got six hours to talk to this guy. This guy's getting to hear him preach. This guy's getting to, the other people are coming to hear things from God. He's getting to hear him talk about the things of God. And he looks over at this big tough, y'all can imagine this tough Roman soldier sitting there next to him. And all of a sudden he's trying to turn his head a little bit. He's strapped to him. All of a sudden probably tears is coming down this big tough Roman soldier. And before it's over with, he probably says to him, would you like to pray? Yes, I'd like to pray. And before you know it, he's converted. And now when that guy goes out, he's telling his family, he's reaching others. And a brand new convert gets to come and strap to him for six more hours. Do you know what happens? If they make a final circle, these tough very people that put him in prison, he's, his entire government force, his elite soldiers is being converted to the very thing they're afraid of. 
God is able to use this to, to change even our government that we live in by seeing that God's on the throne even through this. I was imagining this. It, this stuff is just, this is the uh, epistle of James Hacker, not James the Apostle. But the, uh, I can see that if these, that these, uh, bro, these soldiers get to come back with him again, they may even have volunteered and said, hey, let me go tomorrow. I'll take that shift tomorrow night at midnight. I know you probably don't want to go. I'll go then. I'll go then. And he gets there and he gets with Paul and he's just excited to talk to him and again. He says, Paul, let me tell you something. My whole family's got saved. I've been talking to him. Tell me again what you told me the other day. Give me some scripture I can be memorizing. Oh, uh, Paul, uh, let me tell you about the church, what's going on. I started going with this, those other people down in Philippians. Those, those churches you tell me about. I'm part of that church. Let me tell you something. God's on the throne. Even in the worst circumstance you're going through, God is able to promote the gospel through your problem. God can promote the gospel through your problem? Absolutely, God's on the throne, and that's what he's saying. You know what else it says? It says, believers became bold uh, to speak without fear in verse 14. It says, and many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident. It means they grew stronger uh, with boldness in, by my bonds and much more bold to speak the word without fear. What is this? Saying? Wait a minute. You're telling me they seen you in prison and they got stronger in the faith? Absolutely. How's that happen? They're seeing that the word's getting back, that people are being converted, that God has got Paul right where he wants him. God's got him in the exact specific place that he wants him, and he's using him to preach the gospel. And the, the elite forces of, of the Roman uh, uh, Empire is getting saved, and churches are beginning to spread up right there in the middle of his incarceration. And so others says, well, I don't need to be afraid. Well, God knew exactly what he was doing with Paul. And so they go out and they preach the goal, and they're willing to testify. And they're not afraid anymore because they know that God worked in Paul. He'll work in them. God is able to give boldness, boldness. And that, how in the world do you think, even in, in China right now, when there's such a persecution of the church, people are bold and the church is going by leaps and bounds. Why? Because the people are seeing what God is doing, even through this trying to oppress the gospel. Number three, the preaching of the gospel has increased on every hand. Whether they're, even the ones that don't like Paul, all of a sudden the word, God is able to, God's able to use people. That God, if God can use a donkey, God can use people that don't even like the gospel to promote the things of God. It says in verse 14, it says, Many of the brethren in the Lord, waxing confident by my bonds, are much more able to speak without fear. And 15 says, Some indeed preach Christ, even of envy and strife, and some also of goodwill. The ones that preach Christ of contention, not sincerely supposing to add to my affliction, to my bonds, but the other of love, knowing that I am set for the defense of the gospel. He's saying there is, there is those that love me and they know that I'm not there to preach there anymore. So they are stepping in and the word of God is going forth. And even those people who don't like me, even those people that God don't like, I mean, not God, God likes me. Those people that doesn't like me and want to, for me to see them preaching and, and trying to win favor with everybody else, trying to lead people. Uh, they're preaching the gospel. trying, But God's using that to actually reach, and His Word's going out, even from people that would like to do Paul harm. And Paul's like, I'm excited. Hey, the Word of God is going forth stronger than ever before, and that's what's going on today. The Word of God is going forth today. You know what else? Christ was working. Christ is working in the temple. Christ was working in the palace. He's working in the prison. And He's working everywhere you look. The Lord's working. Why? Because you can trust Him. So we see that God shows us that even in the worst things in life, that God is using them to show His goodness and faithfulness that He's in control. So 
the work, God's working everything to bring Himself glory. You know what else God's doing? God is working everything in your life for your good. God's working it for your good. No, you can't be serious. This thing that I'm going through, there is not a way in the world that could turn out good. I was telling somebody that very thing this week. Uh, there was somebody I was talking to, and I was so confident in this statement. I said, let me tell you something. I believe, because this person was pretty distraught, I said, I believe one year from today, you're going to be able to look back, and you're going to be able to see that God's hand was involved. If you'll trust Him, if you'll put Him first, if you'll just trust Him through the situation, you're going to see a year from now, you're going to be able to look back and say, God was in control the whole time. God knew what He was doing. That person said, I hope that's true. And I said, I'll tell you what, let's put it on our calendars right now. Let's put it on our calendars. We're going to both look back at this in one year, and we're going to ask that question. Let's see. I said, I feel confident. I already know the answer. He's going to be faithful. He's going to come through. And so God's working everything for your good. How do we know that? First, we've looked at a lot lately, but we need it. We need to, we need to have this memorized. Verse Roman 8, 28 tells us, of course, Paul's the one writing this, and he knows it. Hey, it come, when somebody says something and they've lived it, you have a lot more faith in it than someone who's read it in a book and just recorded it to you. So this, Paul knows about what he's talking about. He says in verse 28, and we know that all things, no, wait a minute, did he say some things? A few things? Good people's things? Every other thing? No, he says all things work together for good to them that love God and are the called according to His purpose. God's put His hand on your life. God has saved you and you love God. And God is saying to you, even the worst things that you're going to face, you're going to be able to see. Hey, sometimes it may not be till you get to glory. But a lot of times, even here on earth, we're going to have a time like that deal where I said, look back in a year that you can look back. I've got so many of those things I can look back and just say, God, you were faithful when I had no way to think that you could be faithful. You were faithful. Hey, here's some examples. If there's anybody and, and, and is, is that can say that they understand this. It was Joseph. Joseph who, who, who was sold, uh, uh, rejected by his family, sold into slavery, lied upon, put in prison, and he would not give up his hope in God. And, and he's in prison. He's a long way from home. His dad thinks he's dead. His brothers don't care. They sold him. They hated him. And he finds himself all alone in, in this Egyptian prison. And, and inside, the, the enemy wanted to say, just give up. Forget God. Don't trust God. Don't believe God. But he's sitting there. He still put his faith in God. And God in one day brought him out of the prison to the palace. And we see that he was able to say, God, you work all things for good. You work all things for good. We see Moses, who had, had been, he had fled 40 years before. And he probably, the devil beat him up and said, see there, you're a big failure. You're fleeing from the, the Egyptians. You, you didn't come through. Your people are being abused. And you had to leave because you lost your temper. And he goes into the desert and it seems like God's nowhere on the scene. But after 40 years when he's old and then he can't do anything in his own strength, all of a sudden God in one day, he lifts him up and says, you're the man. I've had you. I've been preparing you. You're gonna, I'm going to be able to use you. And everything that's happened in your life is going to work for good. I'm going to bring glory out of it. Why? Because God loves us. And then Paul, we see here, he's been shipwrecked. He's been beaten. He's been, he has been stoned uh, multiple times. We see that he's been ridiculed and now he's imprisoned. And you're telling me that God's going to be able to use all those things for good? Absolutely. God has proved that He can do that. And He, he clearly sees that God is working even this circumstance for His good. What about you this morning? What about you? 
Is God working every detail of your life toward good? Are you saying, no, I'm the exception to that rule? God's not working. There's no, let me tell you something. If you keep your faith, you keep your confidence in Him. If He's the one that you put your eyes upon when you make the decision, He's the one that you put your trust in, He's going to be able to help you and to turn this situation around. Even the circumstance you've been around. I was looking at a statistic this week. that was I was trying to find out how, how's people doing. Oh, what kind of spiritual state do they find themselves? In a, in a recent survey during this pandemic, people, church, though people said that they, 19, one out of five people said, I feel closer now. I've gotten closer to God now during this pandemic than I was before. Only 3%. Only three out of a hundred said, I feel like I'm farther away from God. You know, I was thinking about this morning. You know, those three are, those are the ones that said, you know what? I'm just going to live on what I got. I'm just going to wait until whenever we get back to church. That's fine. They've not opened their Bible. They've not opened, they've not watched a service. They've done whatever they wanted to do. And they've gotten weaker and weaker. Only three out of a hundred, but one out of five people. And you know what the other 80% says? I've not lost any ground. I've not lost any ground. I've not lost one bit. I'm right where I was before. I've not lost any ground. But one out of five says, hallelujah, I'm ready to shout. I'm doing better than I ever was before. Why? Because God showed himself faithful in the middle of a pandemic. Hallelujah. He's a good God. God, hallelujah. So we see that God has shown that He's working everything in your life to bring Him glory. He's working everything in your life to do you good. You know what else God's doing? God is working everything in your life to accomplish His will. Do you know God has a will for your life? Do you know God has got an intimate plan? It's not for just those stands behind the pulpit. It's not just those that teach Sunday school. It's not just those that lead worship or whatever. God's got a plan on your life, and he want, He's working it. He's moving. And you just sometimes we don't see it because we don't take the time to look. We see just a few verses before he wrote these verses. Just in verse 6, and we started in verse 12. Let me read to you what verse 6 says. What? It's a good verse. Philippians 1.6 says, being, he said, I am confident in this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ. God is not done with you yet. He is still working on you. He's still, he has, listen, let me tell you something. I was thinking about this, and there's no question about it. There, every area of your life, God's the one that did it. Let me, you know what? Let me, let me, let me tell you. Uh, here's some C's for you. God created you with a plan. God created you. He's the one that puts you in where you are. God's the one that puts you in the exact time you are. God's the one that gave you the abilities that you have. God's the one that gave you the weaknesses you have so that you would trust Him and so that you could be stronger because of His. God knows every detail of your life, and He's the one that created you. Jeremiah, Jeremiah one of my favorite verses, and probably some of yours too, uh, 29 11, tells us that God knows where you're at. God knows what's going on, and He plans out things for you. It says in 29 11, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you an expected end. God is planning, God's working, and God's thinking good things towards you. Oh, don't be discouraged, but realize He's the one that created you. He's the one that done that. 
It wasn't us. We don't decide when we're born. We don't decide where we're born. We don't decide what family we're born. God puts you exactly where he wants. You know what else? He not only created you, he convicted you. You know what? When you get saved, there's not one of us that say, well, thank God that I gave my heart to the Lord, that it was me, that, that I finally got smart and gave my heart to the Lord. Let me tell you something. That it wasn't you. The only reason you got saved is because the Holy Spirit chased you down. He was pursuing you. To, to, and he was pursuing your heart and convicting you. Why? Because God loved you. And God has a plan to change you and save you. So it wasn't you. God's working his plan in your life. God wants to save every one of us. And so God is the one that convicted you. You know what else? He's the one that converted you. We don't do anything in ourselves. We come to him vile. We come to him wretched. We come to him dirty. We come to him evil. We come to him as an enemy. We come to him on a road to destruction. And he's the one who says, let me take you and let me wash you with the son of my blood. And then when we raised up again, we're clean and pure. And he's put us on a new course. I was thinking about, uh, we were having a discussion just yesterday. Me and my, my kids and my wife brought up something from my distant past, and my kids didn't know about it. And it's like, Dad, I, I didn't know you did that. And I was like, I, I'm afraid I did. And I was thinking about, I was thinking so uh, much that, oh, God, I can't believe. I said, and I told them this, that was a different man back then. That was a different man back then that was a sinner. And I, I was a totally changed. And I'm thinking about how my mind's different, how my heart's different, my desires are different, and, and, and everything has changed. Oh, he's the one that converted you. It wasn't ourselves. You know what else? He's the one that carries you. The very reason you have strength, the reason that you have his glory and his help, and, and when you make mistakes, he lifts you back up. It's because he's the one's carrying you. He's the one every day. Thank God, when we, even when we make mistakes, He's encouraging us. Get right back up. Don't get discouraged. Get right back out there. Let me put my presence and let me, let me strengthen you. God's the one that's carrying us. He's working His plan. He's working it in your life. And that even in the darkest hours, God is molding you. God is shaping you. God is taking off those rough edges. God's, let me tell you something. God's had to do a lot of that with me. I've had a whole lot of rough. He's still doing it. Is he? You know, I was. I remember I used to go to Bill Gothard seminars. I don't know if you, but may have never even heard of Bill Gothard, but it, it, it was. He was a, a Baptist minister that actually used to. And he was man. It was. He had some principles uh, that he was teaching across the nation. In fact, he had a big seminar, and it about packed up. Around, I couldn't believe it as a twelve-year-old. I just wanted to go and kind of get out, get away from everything. You all hear that kind of trend in a lot of my stories. I just wanted to get out with all the other young people. So I went to this thing. It was like five nights, and so the church sent a big group up there. And man, I'm telling you, because you're taking notes as he talks, and he's just, you know, he's not real dynamic. He's kind of almost, you know, just. So, you know, just monotone almost. But the principles that God gave this man was incredible. And he, he always would drive. It was before where they had PowerPoint and all that stuff. And he would use the, the overhead with the, uh, uh, the, the board or the uh, transparencies you could draw, ride on. And it puts it up on the wall. And he would be riding and he would draw pictures. And he, I remember when he illustrated this, he was showing a diamond. And he was showing a diamond. And, and, and sometimes, and talking about that diamond, if you just get the diamond out of the ground, it's not very, very attractive at all. In fact, you probably wouldn't even know that it was a diamond. It just looks like a dark, ugly 
stone, you know, and it might be something to throw or something. But there has God has His using authorities in your life. He was illustrating how God uses those principles and those things that He's shaping you. He's chiseling off those rough edges, those, those things in your nature that wants to go against the things of God. And He's using things. And sometimes we rebel and, and all of a sudden we break off a part of, of that stone it showed. But then God's able to take us and He's able to shape us. And the end result was this beautifully uh, uh, well-chiseled diamond that sparkles. And it, if you could see where it started, for it was there. What's the difference? There was a master that was shaping the entire time. Hallelujah. God's working in your life and he's shaping you and he's the one that is carrying you. And you know what? He's trying to complete you. He's working every day. He's moving us toward His perfection. He's moving us to that day to when we will soon stand before Him and that moment when that eastern sky splits and the Lord comes back and we're called up to be with Him. All of a sudden, you'll be complete. All of a sudden, you'll have a brand new nature. You'll have a brand new body. You'll have a, na- you'll have a body just like Him and you won't be corrupted anymore. And all of a sudden, that nature is gone. That sin nature will be completely removed and you will be just as He is. What is God doing in your life through every circumstance he is shaping you moving you to complete you to the perfection that he wants to move in your life today he's slowly slowly moving through every circumstance in your life sometimes you know what have you ever had to go through things more than once you had something and all of a sudden here it comes again sometimes sometimes i've had to catch myself saying lord please let me get the lesson this time (laughs) let me understand what you're trying to teach me here because god wants us to trust him God wants us to learn through the things that we're going through. And there's so many times in my life I'm able to see. Even the fact that I'm standing where I am today is the fact that God was using and moving and doing things in in my life. And I'm sure you have the same testimony that he puts me exactly where he wants at the exact time he wants. I mean, I know there's things in my life that I felt a long time before, and you may have this in your life. You say, well, I used to feel, I, I, I feel like that God's got something he's wanting to do, and I've not seen it. You just keep trusting him. He says, I'm not done with you. You just keep trusting me. You keep, I'm, I'm going to speak to you. I'm going to keep working. I'm trying to chisel you. I'm trying to get you perfected, and I'm going to use you if you just keep trusting me. So we see this morning that God has everything that in your life that brings glory to him. He's going to let it bring glory to him. People's going, when he does those great things, He's the only one that can get any credit. He's the only one that can fix these situations that we're going through. He's the only one that can fix this nation we're living in. He's the only one that can do and turn hearts around and cause us to again call on Him. And not only that, He's doing things for your good. Let me tell you something. Be encouraged. When you're going through it, say, God, thank you that this thing that I'm facing today, I don't even understand it, but it's going to come out to you're going to receive glory and it's going to be for my good. I trust you in that. And he's trying to accomplish his will in your life. He wants to move in your life. Do you believe that this morning? Do you believe that this morning? So we're encouraged this morning that we know that we can trust God because God knows exactly what he's doing. God knows he's exactly what he's doing. If you could this morning, let's stand this morning. And first of all, we're going to, let's just, could we just do this? Could we just praise him that that's true?
that God knows what He's doing. Lord, we thank You, Lord. We thank You, Lord, that that's true, God. What a mighty God we serve. Lord, that You do know what You're doing. And God, You're working everything, every detail, every situation. And God, that You would receive glory. Lord, for our good and God, for Your grace and Your mighty power to be manifested in our life. We thank You, Lord. We believe it, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 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 Oh, you're a good God. You're a good God. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This morning, if you just bow your head for just a second, I want to ask you just a question. I want to ask you a question. You may this morning, I want to ask you, you may be still going through some things. You may be saying, I I don't know what I think about that. I I want that to be true. But I'm going through some things. And you'd be willing just to this morning say, will you pray for me? Because I want to see God work good. I want God to do the impossible in my life. I want Him to receive glory. But right now, I'm still going through it. And I need prayer. Will you just raise your hand and just say, pray for me. And I want to be able to know to pray for you and to ask God to move in your life. And God, to strengthen you as anyone in this service this morning. Amen. You need prayer. You need God to move in your circumstance. Hallelujah. 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 Then this morning, and this is for online as much as anything, I just want to make sure I give an opportunity for, to, to, uh, to ask if someone wanted to give their heart to the Lord. You may be in here this morning or online, and you may be saying, I don't even know Him. I, I want God. I, I'm going through a catastrophe in my life. I'm going through things in my life I don't even begin to understand. And I feel like the, I feel like the end's trying to come, and I don't even know, and I'm troubled, and I don't have this peace you're talking about. I don't have this help that you're talking about. And you may be here or online and you may say, that's me this morning. And I want you to pray for me. Is there anyone in this service this morning be willing to say, pray for me? Because that's me. I don't even know Him. But I want to know this God that's so faithful you're talking about. That's working for my good and working for His glory. This morning, you're willing to say that? Amen. Pray for me by raising of your hand. This morning, I'm going to pray. If you could, as we dismiss, you all pray with me. There could be even those online this morning. They don't know God, but they need to know God and their hearts are troubled and now's the time. Don't wait. Don't put it off, but trust in Him and you pray that God would work in their life. Lord, you see needs and God, you see needs that, Lord, we can't see. And God, just like you know what we're going through, and God, you see every one of these that, Lord, that are crying out right now, Lord, that is saying, it's my life that I'm talking about. It's me that's going through it and I don't know what I'm going to do. God, that you would reach down and that they would call out on you right now and they would say, Lord, I I trust you. I want you to wash me clean. I want to know about your goodness. I want to know about your grace. Wash away every sin. And God, transform me so that you're working in my life. God, that they would feel a peace that passeth all understanding. And God, a whiteness, a cleanness that would fill their soul. And they would know that you're on the throne. Almighty God, they would give testimony, God, to your mighty faithful hand because you're still saved. Even today, we thank you for it, Lord. And God, Lord, for us, Lord, here today. And God, I pray that you would move and strengthen. And that God, that whatever we face tonight, tomorrow, whatever we're going through even right now, that Lord, we're able to step back in a few days, give a testimony that God, you were on the throne. You knew every detail. And God, foremost, you knew everything and you know what you're doing. Oh, we thank you for that this morning. And we rejoice in your mighty power. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, amen, amen. Thank you all for coming this morning, and uh, I encourage you to, to go out.